So this weekend, we had about 36 students, some that had to come and go, and some that were, the majority were with us the entire time, thankfully. We were across four different host homes, and we had leaders come in from Baylor, uh, and several of my friends, and my girlfriend, she's pretty cool, I like her. Um, <laughs> but they led our students, they led our students very well. So we started Friday night, we had a worship session, and then we had small group times at our host homes. And then yesterday we had another session. Also, I invested $60 in disco lights, and it was the best $60 I have ever spent. <laughs> um, it lit up the sanctuary, as you'll see in the video here in just a minute, and it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And then uh, for lunch, we had a hot dog bar, courtesy of the Tyras and their life group, who took part of their Saturday to come and serve food. Uh, very, very thankful for them. And then yesterday afternoon, uh, the quest for the one, the only, golden toilet seat took place as we participated in our second annual glow-in-the-dark dodgeball tournament, which was eventually won by the one and only Ball of Fame. Um, that was one of our great team names. There was also uh, No Roberts and Dwayne the Burt Johnson, which was my personal favorite. Um, and what was the other one? Balls of Glory, because it's glow-in-the-dark dodgeballs, yeah. So we had a blast doing that, and then we had Freebirds Tacos last night, and our last session was truly awesome. Uh, our speaker, who, by the way, um, we'll talk about this a little bit here in just a minute. I had a speaker booked since December, who's a good friend of mine, and uh, we'd been working on what we were going to talk about, how it correlated with everything we were doing on Wednesday night, and he had prepped a ton. He was really ready for this weekend. He was super fired up. And then at 8.30 Thursday morning, I get a text from him that he's running a 103-degree fever and more than likely has the flu. So I call another friend who at 9.30 Thursday morning had no idea that we were even having this event and then um, got official word 9 o'clock Friday morning that he was doing this and came in, and you would have had no idea that he was going off of 10 hours of notice. He did a phenomenal job for us. He's one of my friends. His name is Joao. Uh, he did fantastic bringing the word, and we'll talk about in a minute uh, what he talked about. I had a great session last night, followed up by an ice cream bar, and our students went back to their host homes. Uh, and we truly had a great weekend. We are very thankful uh, for, again, the Tyras and their life group and sacrificing part of their Saturday. We're thankful for the Foyts, the Niemeyers, the Landrums, and the Reinwalds for letting uh, middle schoolers and high schoolers invade their home for a weekend. Yeah. Uh, JT and Kendall, this is the second D now in a row that I would not have been able to get done without them. Uh, they do so much for us. We are truly, truly blessed to have them uh, serve with us. They do a phenomenal job. They're truly servant-hearted people. And then last but certainly not least, our leaders who did a fantastic job relating with our students. Uh, we had two former students, actually, that came in from Fort Worth and Stephenville to lead our students. So truly a phenomenal weekend. And we're going to hear from some students now. So if I talk to you a minute ago, if y'all can go ahead and come on up.
Tell us your name, your grade, your host home, and who your leader was. My name is James. I'm in eighth grade, and my host home was the Foyts, and my leader was Grant. Who's your leader? Grant. Grant. Grant Holland. Tell us something about your leader. How was he? Was he good, bad, indifferent? He was good. Um, I figured out that uh, he could do 20 push-ups. And uh, he was good because, like, he, like, really got us to pay attention when we were, like, in our self-groups. And that was what I liked most about him. Good. Thank you, James. Also, yesterday, we had an entire pot of cheese with the hot dogs that I jokingly said $10 to the person who drinks the cheese, which got away from me very quickly and turned into Grant and James having a contest for $20 of who could drink an entire cup of cheese the fastest. It was what it was. Uh, Grant won, by the way. <laughs> Tell us your name, grade, host home, and who your leader was. All right, my name's Kenan. I'm a sophomore. And my leader was Lane, and I was in the Lane Drums house. Yeah, you were. Celso, so, what was your favorite part about this weekend? Definitely dodgeball. Straight up dodgeball. <laughs> what, what about it? What did you like about it? The competition, and we, uh, we won. You won. <laughs> are, you, are you a competitive person, Cannon? Very competitive. Very competitive. Okay, we didn't know that about you. Thanks for clearing that up. My name's Lainey Willis, and I'm a junior, and my leaders were Caitlin, Ellie, Cheyenne, and Elon. And whose house were you at? Oh, and I was at the Niemeyer's house. Yes. What's something you learned this weekend? Oh, that's a good one. Yes, it is. Let me think. I learned that God's with you through every stage in your life, and you're able to make mistakes, and he's still going to be there with you through all of those mistakes, through your ups and downs, and he's going to be there while you grow and grow into the person he expects you to be through him. There we go. Appreciate it. My name's Brock, and I was at the Rymwatts house with my boy Kyle. Yeah! Okay, what was, just tell us what was something fun y'all did as a group? Uh, had like real talks with Kyle. We all got to like communicate well, and it was a beneficial weekend for all of us, I think. All right. And then, well, Br Brock, real fast. Um, so last year we saw in a video that you and your brother went one-on-one -on -one in dodgeball, um, and we had a rematch this year. How did it go? I was cheated. You were cheated. <laughs> all right. We'll have a tiebreaker next year. <laughs> All right, Megan, go ahead. Hi, my name's Megan. Um, I was in the Niemeyers. Um, my leaders are same as Lainey, Elon, Cheyenne, Ellie, and Caitlin, who is unfortunately not here. Um, yeah. yeah. Was this, this was your last D now. Yeah. So just tell, tell us your favorite part. What's something you got from it, something that you want to apply? Anything you want to Out of about. all four years or this one? Uh, any of it. Um, so I'm all four years. Um, I got out that no matter who you are, no matter your past mistakes, no matter what mistakes you will make in the future, 
No, nothing will change you, and nothing will change the love that God has for you. Come on, that'll preach. Thank you all so much. Sweet. Well, I'm going to keep this short because y'all are hungry and I need a nap. But uh, so this semester on our Wednesday nights, we are going through a series called But Why? And the idea is, but why do we follow Jesus? So we're walking through the book of Mark and looking at the attributes of Jesus, the person of Jesus, in order to truly know who it is that we follow and to fall in love with him. So we can read the Bible, we can pray, but if we don't truly know who it is that we're following, then what does that matter? You know, it can be really hard to read the Bible or to pray whenever we don't really know who it is that we're following. And so we wanted D-Now to incorporate into that as well. So that's why it's called Identity, because we were exploring the identity of God and how that plays into our identity. So what we did is we walked through Genesis 1 through 4, which whenever our speaker told us that that's what he was going to do, was go through Genesis 1 through 4, to be honest, I was a little confused because we've been talking about Jesus. But then whenever he started explaining it, it really made a lot of sense of how that really, those four chapters can really show us the identity, the character of who God truly is. So we looked at Genesis 1, and we looked at God as a creator. And, you know, you don't create something that you don't love. So that truly showed us who God is, that he is this loving creator. But then Genesis 2 shows us that he doesn't just create us and then leave us. Because Genesis 2 talks really specifically about God creating man, about God putting in effort into what he was doing in his creation. And so our speaker, Joao, talked about God being a gardener. Because, you know, if you plant a seed and then you just leave it, it's going to die. But if you give it a trellis, if you water it, if you give it sunlight, you fertilize it, it's going to grow into what you want it to look like. And so that's what God does for us, as we saw that God is a caregiver. Because you put a lot of care into your garden, and God puts a lot of care into us, into how he created to it, how he created us, how he loves us, how he cares for us day in and day out. Then Genesis 3 and 4, as most of us know, is where things get a little bit hairy. That's where God's creation uh, turns against him, and sin enters the world. So we looked at... Yes, we need to know sin as a reality, but ultimately it still shows the character of God and that he delights in showing mercy and grace. And that is God as a now recreator, that he created us in his image and that image has fallen, that he recreates and he delights in that. And there are so many attempts uh, for man to run away from that recreation Yet God continues to show grace, to show mercy, continues to recreate. And that's the care and the love that he shows us. And so I think it's really easy for us to read those four chapters sometime and just see Genesis 1 and just see the creation and not think about the creator. And sometimes we can look at Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and see the redemption and not the one who is doing the redeeming. And whenever we do that, we lose sight of the character of God, of his identity, and how that plays into our identity 
as followers of him, as followers of Christ. So that's what this whole weekend was about, is we are exploring the identity of God, so that plays into our identity, because for one, our band this weekend did a great job of incorporating scripture into every set. And last night, at the very end, we read Galatians 2.20, for it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So if we know this identity of Christ, we know this identity of God, and that is now my identity, then it is he who lives in us, it is he who is changing the world, he who is changing us so that we can be the salt and the light of the earth for him. It is him living in us to care for us, help us grow to look more like him, to recreate back to that original creation that he intended. And so maybe that's where you are today as well. Maybe we focus too much on the creation and not the creator and the redemption and not the one who is redeeming. So as our students are walking through this, as we walk through Mark this semester, maybe stop and think about that as yourself. Stop and think, am I constantly thinking about who God truly is, about his identity, how he loves us, how he recreates, how he is a redeemer, he is a lover, he is a caregiver, etc., etc. And so this morning I challenged our students every day this week to take morning, afternoon, and evening to think of God as a creator, a caregiver, and a recreator personally in our lives. Take three minutes in the morning, afternoon, and evening and to help them fall in love with the character of God by doing that. How did he create you? How did he show his love in the way that he uniquely and wonderfully created you, created everything around you, designed community, designed this earth, everything that we go about? And then what has he done in your life recently that shows his care for you, how he cares regularly, how it wasn't this one-time creation and then he started the world spinning and then just left it, but that he cares regularly for us. And then recreation. How has he shown redemption for you personally? Shown redemption in your life? So take that challenge with our students. Take three minutes in the morning, afternoon, and evening and think about that. Our God, our personal God, our Savior, our Creator, Redeemer, Caregiver, and how we can grow in that love for him and see his wonderful identity and how that plays into our identity as followers of him. Because it is no longer we who lives, but Christ who lives in us.